I thought, whatever. You did it on three? I saw your finger move, so I went ahead and did it too. Fuck. All right. Starting now. Leave it. Now let's do a countdown. Okay. Ready? One, One two, two, three. three. We're synced up. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm yeah. gonna, man. I'm gonna keep one of those and play it one day for people. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so this is how we used to sync up. <laughs> we just. <laughs> All right. So what are we talking about today? Uh. Well, you brought up conspiracy theories, and you asked you asked a good question. What compels an individual to actually a seek out a conspiracy theory and then b believe it? All right, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I did ask that. Um, <clears throat> well, let's start off with B. Why do people believe conspiracy theories? Because I think that's an easier question. Yeah. Um, I think it's just that they're made to be very believable or plausible or both. I mean, people don't like not knowing things, right? So anything that fills in the gap is probably. I guess anything that fills in that that gap of knowledge would be satisfying to somebody. Well, yeah, that's fair, but why would that's not always necessarily the case for a reason to believe a conspiracy theory. Like what if there is no absence of knowledge there and you just want to believe an alternate version of what actually happened? Because that's what I think most well, I don't know about most. I really don't know that many conspiracy theories, but, you know, it's, it's not always necessarily an absence of knowledge. I guess the one that's kind of coming to mind is like the moon landing. So oh God, yeah. people choose not to believe that and to believe that that's that that didn't happen. So it's not an absence of knowledge. Instead, they come up with an alternate version of why it was fabricated or whatever. So why why do people do that because all right back to b right b was why do people believe them people believe them because they are believable right i mean that that that's what sells a conspiracy theory it's something that it, it can explain something in a different way and still be a very plausible outcome i mean is that a fair statement like people can say like going back to the moon landing people you if somebody tells you that that was staged in Hollywood and all that or whatever it was you can believe that right i mean there's nothing that says that it's not possible for that to happen you know that that one's difficult because cuz like what does what does a person like have to gain from i guess going against the the grain and believing an alternate reality of what actually took place surrounding the idea of the moon landing. Like, so I think just as a quick example, like nine 11 was an inside job, like that kind of conspiracy theory. Okay, like, yeah. so for, for, for that idea to me, like if, if, if you are already a, an individual that kind of had a suspicious nature on your government, yes, then I think, that you would be more inclined to go go with that idea. Okay. And you know, you would be like you would be more willing or susceptible to agreeing with with that. Now for the for the moon landing, that's a little more difficult because Well, why? Cuz wouldn't it be the same? It was our government who funded 
NASA in order to accomplish this task in a fight or not a fight, but a race to the moon against Russia or the Soviet Union at the time. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it's still related, right? It would be related to your, your suspicions about the government and what they're doing in reality or, you know, behind your backs. Are they putting a mask in front of you or not a mask, but fuck mask, uh, (laughs) putting a, Blinders, uh, blinders, yeah, but VR goggles, <laughs> like you VR know, go- yeah. I, I couldn't find a good what, what do you call that whenever they put something that's different, whatever, yeah. So, I mean, it's still related, I, I'd say, yeah. So, at least for the, the general personality of a person that could, or I think it's best to say, be susceptible to believing. In con- uh, any type of conspiracy theory is just a base level of suspicion on what is considered to be general knowledge and or then accepted knowledge accepted right? knowledge yeah, yeah. and uh, also I think there's there's probably a component that satisfies a uh, a particular worldview maybe oh okay so. Are you suggesting that a person who would follow a conspiracy theory over the generally accepted reality of a situation could be because of their because of what they already inherently believe and they just want to make and and when I say be, inherently believe is like well you said it they're their world views right so if they feel or if they believe that a certain thing is possible or not possible or I don't know how, how to put this in words, but if they... like there was already something there, like there was already some part of and the easiest way to say it is there was some part of their worldview that was already there. And then a conspiracy comes out that satisfies that, that thought process that's, that's with them. And then they're reinforced by it. And right. In, in that idea, you could accept it as truth very easily. Right, yeah. And again, going back to the fact that conspiracy theories exist because they are plausible and believable. If you had no other context and, was, and you were just given a conspiracy theory without any other outside knowledge, that sounds like a believable thing, in gen- generally speaking, right? But it's weird because like you have to... You have to take that leap of faith to go against generally accepted knowledge. And that that's that like that's weird to me. So like what compels somebody to to look at something that is accepted by the general public and just not believe it? Is it because you're overall distrusting of the society itself or or but yeah, what what is it? Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I think that an easy one just to kind of maybe use as an example and maybe put into perspective is like the, the recent one, QAnon. All right. So I don't know much about that. I don't know much about anything, but <laughs> yeah, in, in, in a nutshell, um, there was uh, the conspiracy theory was revolving around this individual named Q and Q was thought to be some high up authority in in government that had 
that had information about maybe behind the scenes things that were going on behind the scenes nefarious things that were going on behind the scenes that were being facilitated by prominent uh high-ranking government officials and even celebrities and uh-huh. those nefarious things a lot of it was around child sex trafficking okay and then what if those are true though <laughs> I mean, you can go you can go down the rabbit hole on YouTube and like oh you know, yeah and I'm not gonna lie like some of it is makes you ask questions because they're like this was kind of coming out it, it like this conspiracy theory like came out I think in the start of the Trump presidency and the Trump administration put a lot of a lot of resources into disrupting sex trafficking, like uh, what would you call it? Um, highways or uh, okay, yeah, yeah, or sex trafficking rings or something like That's that. That's it, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so there were a lot of, and again, this 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 conspiracy theory also propped Trump up as the savior of or, or like the. The, the gladiator that was fighting like this, this, this huge global network of sex traffickers. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like it, it got a lot of criticism, obviously. But yeah, I, so just to go off that, that very simplistic analysis of the idea that there was a, a global network of sex trafficking of children that was taking place and, it was being facilitated by a lot of high-ranking public uh, public government officials. Like uh-huh. just that, like just that idea. It's easy to to fall victim to to that conspiracy theory because it deals with a very sensitive topic, which is child sex trafficking. Yeah, and if there's similarities and like they're good enough, then I think most people would align themselves with that because I mean nobody wants to like it, it would be odd to say that like you were against being against <laughs> child sex trafficking right okay like, yeah but maybe this one car- okay because this is an interesting conspiracy theory because there's not a known value you know like there's not there's not a known reality like it's we don't know whether or not that there is or isn't sex child sex trafficking in these in high ranking status places, right? You know, it's not a general knowledge. It's not like we have access to these people's lives to adamantly say, "Oh yeah, no, no one's doing sex traf- child sex trafficking." You know what I mean? Like it's not that's an unknown. Like we don't know anything about that. Well, I guess to just to push back on that, we know some things just because of like a, a big one, and this was this is brought up frequently in the whole QAnon like discussion is the takedown of Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, yeah, and yeah. like you know what exactly was going on on the island? You know, there was a lot of talk about, or let's say a lot of claims made that. 
Jeffrey Epstein had a lot of information that was specific to this to this whole network of sex traffickers and when he died in the prison cell I think he he killed himself and it just so happened that the security camera footage was missing during during those moments when he hung himself ah uh, yeah you know like the, then that begs the, that that begs the question right like now now there's there's a void of yes there's some kind of void and now people need to fill it in yes and in the in that whole context now everybody's suspicious right but still that 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 does still go with my point of like there's still that unknown that we don't have uh, a knowledge of like in comparing to like the moon landing we all saw the moon land or i didn't you know i wasn't alive <laughs> but it happened and that was a thing the conspiracy behind that is was it actually the thing that we saw you know so there wasn't anything unknown it was just you know what i'm saying like whereas in this case as you mentioned there is a void to be filled because there's no information about it, one could only assume and fill with the surrounding context of events or the context of surrounding events, I should say, maybe. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that leads to the development of it. I and mean, it's pretty interesting. But I think at, at the at the very least, base there needs to be like a, a base level suspicion about, I guess publicly accepted norms and information knowledge yeah i mean maybe not like a suspect i mean <laughs> oh uh, could this maybe this contributes too for the fact that we have such ease of access to media and quote-unquote news outlets yeah any pretty much anybody could make a wild claim and somebody's going to be out there willing to believe it. So, yeah. you know, just like if we were to if we were to make a, a YouTube channel and we had like five five videos kind of laying out our theory that the moon was made of cheese. Yeah. You know, like somebody's going to maybe well, uh, we could probably get 10 that. people. Like, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. You know, get t 10 thumbs up. Like, maybe 100. And like some fucking comments <laughs> like I knew it. You know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, why, so why was somebody thinking that to begin with, though? Like, why did somebody think with this whole moon was the cheese example? <laughs> is it because they, you know, read that childhood story where the moon was actually cheese and they really believe that and it stuck with them for a while, but, you know, was made fun of because nobody <laughs> agreed with him or her? I get, okay, well, in the in the moon is made of cheese example maybe that's a no yeah, but i think the, that's just... that's appropriate i think that's an appropriate thing to follow because it's it's going we're I'm, I'm maybe it's not but it's going to that fundamental desire to believe or that inherent belief right why would somebody believe that the moon is cheese just because a couple fools like us decided to do our quote unquote research yeah. and put it on a video that looked very legitimate. Yeah. They will now believe 
because they had that initial suspicion. Why did that happen to begin with? I know it's tough. Uh, I, I don't know. Huh? I, I, and, and I know this is a fabricated example, right? And probably a little ridiculous, but maybe not that ridiculous. So I'll share with you. That's <laughs> I, I've recently heard of a very interesting, I guess you call it conspiracy theory. I don't know how much of a following this has, but I heard this from a person. Yeah. I was out having lunch with a few friends and uh, when I was left alone with this person, and this woman. person is not one of those friends, though, right? This no, is, this is no, like a... no, she's not. Uh, <laughs> she's just, she's someone else. <laughs> but she, uh, oh yeah, I was left alone. And then she she kind of went off and started talking about illegal immigration and asked me if I knew what was really going on. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, what is really going on? She's like, yeah, do you know what's actually happening with with all those illegal immigrants who are coming across the border? You know how they're they're actually getting like $500 for every every time they come over the border, they get $500 and I and I entertained the idea and I said, "Oh, really? Like, wow, what a bargain." <laughs> like, but, you know, being stupid, I should have just kept my mouth shut and just like nodded, you know, approvingly or whatever. But she went on and 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 ended up developing this whole like world and story where an illegal immigrant can come over, they get help from some, I don't know if it was, I don't know where the initial $500 came from because then later you get $2,000 if you're an illegal immigrant and you came over according to the story. And that was coming from the Catholic church. And after that, once that 2000 was to be used to find a home or apartment or something, so you could settle in and then after that, you were getting another $500 after the first month so you could get your groceries and clothes and whatever else. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And then she said, but you know who's paying for it, right? And she pointed to herself and, and me, implying, implying that it was tax yeah. dollars. And I was like, and immediately I just shot back and I was like, no, it can't be tax dollars because it's the Catholic Church. Like, we don't pay taxes like taxes doesn't go to the catholic church that doesn't make any sense and then she said well biden is the one that's paying the catholic church this money so that way this could happen and i was like oh okay and i I was just i i was done i walked away and but it just had me intrigued and that's like how did all that come up and develop into this story you know like yeah that's i guess kind of plausible if there's like it's it's a conspiracy right like that where did that come from? Hmm, where did that come from? Uh, well, consider consider early Trump administration and even now the, we're in the we're in the early stages of the Biden administration. So you remember the reports about the the migrant caravans. Um like mm, a, remind lar- me. Large groups of Salvador, uh, El Salvadorians, Guatemalans, Hondurans, making the trek from from their respective uh, countries up through Mexico and towards the U.S. the U.S. border uh-huh. to, I guess, make claims for asylum. Okay. So, th- like, they were just they were just doing this in 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 mass. Yeah. And there were a lot of questions circulating around the 
the idea that it this was a coordinated effort by some shadowy figure or you know some say it's George Soros is funding all this to destabilize you know our southern border you know what okay and but then? Uh, but but to the to the point and i and to some degree this might be a, an actual legitimate question like to to make that trek from from their countries like down south all the way up to through like mexico i mean that's got to be pricey you know, just in terms of feeding everybody like food yes, yeah, and yeah. whatever shelter that they can and, and supplies that they would need to actually make that journey. Right. And if it is the case that these people are trying to flee poverty and violence, then how do they how do they have the resources to actually make this trip up? There, there are some legitimate organizations out there that do donate to the cause of these people yeah and and i think a lot of those organizations are faith-based so maybe this person that you're speaking of maybe heard or read something along the lines of that and then took that idea and mixed it with her own like suspicions yeah and is running with that or, and this is possible too, there could be 4chan, 4chan discussions or just these forums that kind of house these these weird... She's not on 4chan. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, I mean... No, I, I know, I know, yes. There are definitely places out there. Or... But if, if you go online, you can search for something, you can find a message board, you can find a website, you can yes. find a YouTube channel that, that will take a key term about what you read and then use it to to form a separate narrative. That's true, yeah. But it it it's also it's it's not so specialized into where you have to go to this like some you know unknown forum. You it, it seems to be spilling over into more mainstream like mediums. Like Facebook. I think that was her main source of information where she oh, did all I, her know, research I, I, i'm gonna be honest with you i completely forgot about facebook because i've been <laughs> off of it for so long yeah yeah and me too i there was there's there's been a lot of weird shit i've seen on facebook but that's she she said i've done i did don't i did my research like i've seen all this on facebook and i was like oh fuck like that didn't those two sentences shouldn't have followed each other like <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, so my point being is like now it's becoming more mainstream and 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 it gets shared, you know, it's shared all over the place. So people are finding these things and they don't have to go far to find them. It's almost arriving on their doorsteps. But I mean, like it, it it's also a a belief that doesn't even have to exist because if you wanted to make the argument that I don't know. There's there's some nefarious forces that are that are pushing illegal immigration to the United States to I don't know destabilize the country or I don't know uh, uh, flood the U.S. with illegal immigrants, give them a, pa a pathway to citizenship so that the Democrat Party has a bigger like voting base or something. Yeah, you know like. Like you, you don't need an outlandish, like whole explanation. story, ex yeah, yeah. explanation to to 
to believe that like there's a lot of there's a lot of truth in the idea that the the United States taxpayer is paying for is footing the bill for a, a lot of a lot of these detention centers and processing like for for the influx of illegal Im- immigrants yeah like that that's something we've agreed on as as taxpayer and maybe it's half of the country a little bit more than half of the country that's agreed and the other half didn't want it you know but that is we have a problem and we have to address it by addressing it we have to pay for it yes so there's plenty of truths out there that will support your your own worldview that the united states taxpayer is paying for for all of these illegal immigrants to some degree, yeah, that's yeah. true. You don't, but what's weird is, why would you want to go a step further and and make it like a whole like different thing that like it's one individual, it's Biden, like he's doing this, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. Th- that now to me, that's, maybe it's easier. Like it's easier to, especially if you don't like if if you don't like the person, you could pin it on yeah. him or her. And that's easy. That's easy for you to do. Therefore, the story that gets revolved or created or whatever that revolves around such individual who is responsible for this is easy to sell or easy to believe. Yeah. But see, I don't even know if that's like a widespread conspiracy theory or if that is just like. I, I don't know, a a weirdo Facebook talking point, you know? Well, yeah, that's just like our, our moon is made of cheese. We've got our 10 followers. We're still a legitimate conspiracy theory. Let's make that channel. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we totally will. We'll get some donations and, like, dip out. <laughs> donations from 10 people? <laughs> no, we can't do that. Yeah, no. We're going to ruin people's lives. They're going to come out to get us. That's the scary thing, too. Yeah, like, people who are conspiracy theorists or... I don't know. I mean, okay. Uh, no, finish your thought. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be very wary of them because in my mind, I would think if you're one who believes in conspiracy theories and are, you live your, your life by that, then you're living like an alternate reality. Right. So if that happens and then you, you know, and I'm the one who opens your eyes, like, how bad could that be? And, like, should I be fearful for my life? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Because, I mean, like, <laughs> it it always seems like there is a small element of mental instability, like, uh, you know, surrounding these uh, uh, these people that actually go with these, these, these weird realities. So, for the QAnon conspiracy... Uh-huh. Um, I think a lot of this was predicated on on some emails that were leaked via WikiLeaks. All right, and in these emails, there was uh, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna butcher it, but let me uh, let me elaborate the general idea of the whole thing uh, that there were code words within these. They're called Podesta emails. Mm. And this guy Podesta that owns a pizza shop called Comet Pizza. And apparently Mm. at this pizza shop, there's a lot of prominent Democrats that go to this pizza shop. 
All right. <laughs> and um, I didn't know this was going to get that specific, but keep going. I'm interested. <laughs> so in these in these emails, like I said, there there are code words that code words like uh, hot dogs and and pizzas. And supposedly the code word uh, or like the explanation for the term hot dog actually means boys. The the term for pizzas is girls. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> and so there are a lot of awkward sounding discussions taking place, even like in one context that Obama was ordering X number of hot dogs, a large number of hot dogs and saying, and the, the person that uh, is communicating said like, uh, Obama wants, you know, this, this many hot dogs. Cause you know, he, he, how much he loves his hot dogs. Oh geez. And so the idea that they, that they were pulling from that was that Barack Obama was a homosexual and he was ordering, uh, young male pr- prostitutes. And like these emails were the communication of that deal taking place and again with using the code words man and so so from that we go to comment pizza and this is kind of where the the story is starting to revolve around this comment pizza place now and this podesta guy that has kind of a colorful a, a colorful history and a colorful taste in uh in artwork and ap- you know what? After this, I'll show you some. I'll show you some of this artwork, and it's actually kind of, uh, kind of unsettling. All right. Uh, but um, oh. it was thought that there were child, like kidnapped children, mm-hmm. in the basement of Comet Pizza, this local pizza chain. Man, this all sounds like a scary movie. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, but I mean, also the Comet Pizza sounds like a pizza shop in Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, it does, right? Well, what's the name of that pizza shop? But oh, Pizza Planet. Pizza Planet. Pizza that's Planet. It. Yeah, but we're the, going to Pizza Planet. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time when you said that, I was like, man, this feels like Toy Story, but this is a really like deranged version of <laughs> Toy Story with kids and fuck. But. But right. to, just to just just to finish uh, this one point, uh, so yeah, it was thought to believe that this um, this Comet Pizza place was actually a front for you know child sex trafficking, and that there were actually enslaved children at this location, whether it be in the basement or you know wherever some some like some location in this in this pizza place. Yeah, there was a follower of this conspiracy theory that busted through the doors of common pizza and daytime when people were actually ha- inside having pizza. Yeah. He busted in with a rifle and then, and he made his way to the back and was demanding to, uh, I guess to take him to the kids so that he could save them. And then he found nothing. Oh. The police were called. He found nothing. He laid down his gun and he went peacefully and they arrested him. I just, I just said awe and disappointment. Like I was hoping that he would find something, but see, like that's, that's probably speaks to the whole nature of these conspiracy theories. They're like, they're interesting. And I mean, you, you were having me sold, like not that I was necessarily believing it, but 
it was it was like story time and it's like and then what happened like i want to i want to know but i was convinced it was like oh then they're gonna find him but nothing was found <laughs> no and uh, again just to go back like so for the, this q anon like conspiracy conspiracy theory i, I think it's so it's so believable be, because of of the nature of it and in, in that in that it is a it's surrounding child sex trafficking yeah and that is something that most people would say that is pure evil pure evil and but more than that that it is something that actually happens it is something that actually happens yeah. yes and uh, i i guess <clears throat> to a certain extent you know obviously it would it would pull on the heartstrings of a lot of people right. um but uh yeah no it's it it, it goes deeper like I said, H- Hannah and I, like, we kind of followed it. Not not that we believed in it. Uh, yeah. Hannah, uh, my, wi- my wife and I, like, we followed it. We were kind of following where all of this was going. And the details of this this theory as it as it progressed. Because it, it, it was interesting, but it, it was too outlandish to believe. But some of the connections that were made they they are suspicious hmm or like they do they are cause for concern and i just feel like i mean at least the whole email ordering of kids like using code words as simple as hot dog and pizza that sounds like too amateur to like why would you do that you're gonna go through all this stuff to cover up everything like why well again like the these these emails just happen to be leaked like so, that, like they they were never meant to, I guess you know be right, yeah, be but, publicized, but, but it just but, so happens that they were. But still, I think you, if you're gonna go through all that, you still got to find a better way to do it than just calling them hot dogs and pizza. Like that's that sounds too easy, too amateurish. I mean, they, you got to have come up with something better. But then again, maybe I'm giving people a lot more more benefit of the doubt, like as if they're smart enough to. I don't know. I, I just. I feel like I would have put more thought and preparation into it. So if I ever do something really nefarious, you know, you're never going to know about it. <laughs> well, because I'll know I'll, I'll know how to cover my tracks, I think. I th- then I'll be the te- I'll be the detective to catch you. That, and when okay. I when I finally like catch up to you, I follow all the clues, everything that you forgot to for, you forgot to catch. You forgot to cover up. Uh, I'll meet you at that dock and fucking new york or something what makes you think i'm going to a dock in new york see that's so cliche no you're you're already three steps behind i'm I'm painting the picture like (laughs) (laughs) it'll be like mark did it really have to come to this and you'll say you couldn't just leave this alone could you it's my job i gotta take you in looks like looks like and then i fall backwards off of off of the dock edge and i fall into the water and you never see me but in reality i would have had a underwater an underwater vehicle called a submarine. <laughs> Wait, what's it called? <laughs> I would have had this underwater vehicle that would have sucked me in, and and off we went. And darn it, you couldn't catch me again. And then I'll walk. I'll, I'll walk to that edge, and I'll be like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> or you pull out the detonator, and you'd be like, "Too bad he forgot this." <laughs> and then just <laughs> you had planted me with a bomb an episode before the okay. Uh, where were where, where we going? Okay, so yeah, I, I would be a lot more craftier in my nefarious <laughs> ventures than these 
than than what these people are doing. But but kind of going just back to the conspiracy theory thing, like generally speaking, I think they're a fun thing to believe in. I think that's that's another aspect to it. I mean, as you were describing it, not that I would have wished that that was true, but it was, it felt like, you know, watching a movie. You're telling me a story and it's like, oh, and then, and what, what's, what happens next? And to, to put your mind in a, in a place that that could have actually happened, or if that was really going to happen, makes it more interesting. Cause it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's like movie shit, but it could be real. So in general, I think conspiracy theories could just be more fun to believe. Um, and uh, and that's fair. It becomes not fun when <laughs> when people start, you know, acting out in real life. I agree. You know, yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. You know, yeah, this yeah. guy that goes into the into I'm, I'm the just pizza I'm, shop with a fucking rifle. I'm just trying to find out what, or like trying trying to answer why people would want to believe him or why do people believe him? And I think because it's more fun. It's, it's, I mean, maybe that's not the reason that they know that they're believing him, but I think that's why people will believe him because they, and fun's probably not the right word, but they're just more interesting, more intriguing, more dramatic. Okay. Well, how about this? Maybe, uh, an alternate explanation of some fact becomes a conspiracy theory because of the fun nature of i guess the this <laughs> alternate reality i mean i shouldn't have used fun but yeah okay but i mean to your point like no they 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 are they are fun it is interesting it's not fun if there's nothing fun about child sex trafficking but like you said the whole idea of the story that the conspiracy theory was was developing is intriguing it yes. is like a crazy movie yeah or like, like a good book or something yeah, yeah it, it's it's interesting in that in that fact okay so maybe fun is the wrong, the wrong i know way, right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that, so just not boring yeah they're, yeah, they're not, they're, not boring yeah. and uh the same the same goes for 9-11 was an inside job right that's definitely not fun yeah that's that's not fun <laughs> uh it's it makes it more interesting in that it's, you know, I don't know, kind of thinking like just some secret secret agent thriller shit, maybe. But really, that's kind of more, what is the whole 9-11 inside job? I mean, it's an inside job. So there's this these, these government entities that are collaborating and shit. But there's never the secret agent hero in these stories, right? That's what makes them not fun. Oh, you mean like in in these conspiracy theories? Yeah. Okay, so with with Q and On, there kind of was. Oh, really? There, there was this character called Q, and I didn't elaborate on that part portion of this whole conspiracy theory. So it was called Q and On because of this character Q, uh-huh. that actually that actually made statements and made predictions, or like he made claims that. X, Y, and Z is happening. Look out for A, B, and C. Okay. And these are like these were called Q drops, where he, oh, man, I'm trying to think of where he posted these quote unquote drops. I don't know if it was like Nine Gag or Four Chan, like you know, one of these kind of fringe, really fringe uh, forums. Yeah. And uh, people shared them on like Facebook and. 
in Instagram. Okay. So, but I think they originated in these fringe, these these fringe forums. Okay. Um, so it was this character, Q. Nobody knew who he was. He was anonymous in that sense. The only thing that he would describe himself as he like he was a a higher up official in either the, the military or just the the government complex in general. Like so he was a person that was inside the the government bubble and he had inside scoop or inside knowledge of what was taking place behind the scenes that the general public have not been told. All right. So and like I said he he would make these uh he would make these claims and I think some turn out to be legitimate but he also made claims that turned out to be nothing all right but uh but people followed him so in this sense the hero was q and i guess donald trump because donald trump was propped up to be the knight in shining armor that was disrupting this whole this whole network that was being facilitated by some, you know, higher up officials in the, in the government. And it goes on to say that like Donald Trump wasn't supposed to win the 2016 election. So when he did, it disrupted their whole plan. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's, and, and that's why the whole media complex and all the Democrats were trying so hard to silence him to kick him off, you know. Oh, yeah. so that was an explanation for all that too. Like that, that this, this all explained the behavior of the op- opposing party and stuff. Like, wow, that's that's so interesting. <laughs> I see how that could be a very believable thing because it's like you're tying in real events and real like things that actually happened into the story. Yeah, you're 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 like just weaving it in, and when you do that, I can see how you how one can be sucked in. Yeah, that is some cool stuff. <laughs> stuff. Well, I was gonna say shit, but <laughs> there's no reason. Some oh. cool shit. Man, what if we came up with our own conspiracy theory? I mean, I know you said the moon is cheese, but no, there's better one. Hey, we, we, we could do a better, better one than that. Yeah. Man, so all it takes. What's the recipe for a conspiracy? All you need is to have a real pronounced event, like one that everyone knows about, and come up with a story around using the facts of that story, but other alternative facts, quote-unquote facts. And and as long as it's an intriguing story, that's it? That's all you need? Kind of, yeah. That's it, huh? So uh, where was that big explosion um sri lanka or bangladesh does this ring a bell uh, uh there was a there was a, a huge ex- ex- explosion in, in this uh, uh this country it, it was so it was kind of recently last oh, year oh like the big red explosion or something was it red was it was it beirut i think it was beirut they they, they had a. it was a plant and so it was a red like it, it got caught on camera, like yeah. by a bunch of cameras or whatever. Yeah, it got yeah, and it was a like a big like it was a big deal, a big. Explosion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the event. Now, 
we have an explanation of why, like, okay, I, I actually don't know the explanation, but if it was a plant, you know, maybe there was a malfunction, like maybe there was human error. Yeah, I think there was, it hadn't gone through inspections or something. I don't know, like, it, it was poorly maintained, I think, and it was ready to explode at any day or something, you know, something like that. I'm giving a very oversimplified and probably incorrect explanation, but I think that's what it was. But anyways, Okay, well, I mean, just for the sake of the conspiracy, the the formulation of the conspiracy theory like we take the event and now we take the event there's there is an explanation for why the event took place now we just have to say that's what they want you to think but what really happened okay is this and it was for this reason no but there's got to be an, an even an additional layer on top of it so i think there's got to be an event and then a consequence and we have to have a story that ties into both for example, oh. like you said, for QAnon, Donald Trump wasn't supposed to get elected, but he was elected. And so that explains why the disruption happened. And then following that election, why the media and the Democrats or whatever were all against him to try to cover it up. Like So there was a consequence. There was the event that happened and then the results of the behavior uh, of being anti-Trump or whatever and that 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 explained it all. Okay. So like yeah, the explosion in 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 isolation I don't think it would work if there was something else that happened like if everyone was getting sick or something. Mm, I don't know. Uh like I don't know, I'm trying to think of something it's hard. It's hard making conspiracies. Uh but I think yeah, we 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 would need an event and an aftershock of a result of that event. And then have a story that interweaves in, in in all of that. How about COVID nineteen was created in a Chinese lab? Well, that's already done. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean we could do a lot more. But I mean, well, we could do. Well, we don't have the results yet. But like with the vaccine. <laughs> well, I I kept saying like you know, and I was joking earlier with <laughs> saying like, well, you know. What if we all just start like dropping dead in a year, you know, like, well, we don't know that yet, but you know, when that time comes that, that could be what happens. But again, we don't have that data yet. <laughs> like we need, <laughs> which is stupid because we'd have to wait for that to happen. If that doesn't happen, then there's no way we could do a conspiracy. We'd have to make something else projecting that that's what it was going to happen. Ugh, I don't know. It's hard work, but we'll f- yeah. I'm sure we could figure something out. I do like it though. I mean, I th- or I, I don't like conspiracy theories. I do like the fact that they are very interesting objects, artifacts, whatever you want to call them, like frames of thought. If you right? if you care to just put in a little bit of time, I mean, look into the the QAnon conspiracy theory because it's uh it's, it is pretty interesting. Do you recall? And this happened last year. Do you recall the Wayfair incident? The Wayfair. Ticker symbol W. Oh, wait, what? I don't know. This I I have a vague. It's something's there, but I don't have any details on it. What's up with that? Okay, so last year, and I think this was kind of maybe the height of like the 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 QAnon conspiracy theory. Uh, not hype. Hype is the wrong word. Uh, I thought you said height. Hype. Oh, so it's not the height of the of the theory. You said the hype. Right. Never mind, whatever. All right, let, let, uh, let me uh, let me rephrase. 
Um, so the Wayfair incident that I'm about to describe happened at the okay the the height of the QAnon the the QAnon hysteria. How about that? Okay. Um, the heights of the QAnon hype. Yeah, I think that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I yeah. See. Okay. 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 Um, but uh, so yeah, um, around this time, I I think QAnon was becoming a bit more mainstream and like more and more like it wasn't just a fringe conspiracy theory it started to become like a an even bigger one that more and more people were like i guess completely sold of it probably posting on on facebook and other social media sites like do you know what they're doing right 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 and uh and i kid you not there there was actually a there was actually a, a reddit a subreddit for family members that have i guess lost quote, air quote lost members of their family to the QAnon conspiracy conspiracy. Oh. So not lost in the sense that they're dead, but lost in the sense that they're no longer talking to this, to this person because like they're too absorbed in the QAnon conspiracy. And like, that's oh. all they talk about. That's, you know, Oh, so family members. Oh man, shit. I thought, okay. So family members of the conspiracy believers. Yes. Not, family members of the children who were kidnapped or something yeah, yeah like yeah, man yeah, i yeah, thought yeah. that that's what you okay, were saying yeah, i was like oh man this is really developed but i see okay so we're still in the conspiracy world yeah so just with that i i guess i'm just trying to like paint the picture of how like maybe how rampant this conspiracy theory had an effect on on you know people yeah 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 how deep they got into it um but this wayfair incident happened on tiktok so it it started on TikTok and it was picked up by like some some other like influencers on social media and then eventually kind of like like blew up what it was so this TikToker made a video showing several pages uh on the Wayfair website and and Wayfair is kind of like a, it, it's a like a website that sells what would you say furniture Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Housewares. Sure, yeah. Type of stuff. Um, and apparently they also sell large industrial cabinets. Oh, geez. And, uh, and so this TikTok individual was recorded herself like going through pages of these, these industrial-sized cabinets and pointing out that the names of these cabinets was actually names of real missing children what and like some of these cabinets had prices that were wildly priced over market value oh so so like it would be like like there would be a, a cabinet that was like the name of the cabinet was m uh williams or something like that okay and the price would be like twenty thousand dollars uh and then she would take a photograph of a missing child like a report of a missing child and that missing child's name would be like Melanie Williams or something like that oh man and like it wasn't just one it wasn't just one thing it was like there, there are multiple ones like yeah they had these names and then they just so happened to match up with the name of a missing child and yeah. again, like the price, 
the price of like these items were wildly overpriced from market value. And I think one was even like a pillow Mm. and the pillow was like $50,000 or something. What? Yeah. So like people were like like from that people were making connections that like, Oh my gosh, like the, 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 the cabinets come with the child in it. Like, you know, Oh God. And, uh, so that, that was the Wayfair incident that, that was a big deal for about two days. And then it fizzled out. Like, you know, Wayfair made a, uh, Wayfair came out, they made a statement, you know, like, uh, I don't think it was ever really explained. The, the weird names and the, and the pricings like were never really explained. Like maybe it was just a, a strange coincidence. Yeah. And maybe it was an error. Like there was some type of error. Like they were displaying in yen or something or. Or so. Yeah. Like maybe, <laughs> like maybe, it, maybe there was some, there was some kind of error like that. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that just fizzled out. Uh, it was written off as, uh, as yet another, you know, QAnon side of, craziness and i mean to me this was kind of interesting that the media like news channels were writing it off as right-wing QAnon conspiracy theorists like Mm -hmm. bringing this up but it actually didn't start there it started with it started with an actual like actually like liberal tiktok influencers like young tiktok influencers yeah damn (laughs) I mean, still, that shit's pretty interesting. As crazy as that sounds, it, it is pretty. Uh, it's weird, you know, and it's it's one of those things. It's like I want to know more. Like, you know, I don't know. It's addicting in a, in a way because I, I now I'm curious. I want to know more about that. People were bored as shit in 2020, man. But yeah, like... that's true. <laughs> People were, but I don't know. It's. It's weird because like now as I'm, as I'm thinking about things, I'm just like, well, what if some of all this is true? Like now you've got me like doubting things because you do hear stories or not necessarily you hear them. It's not like an everyday thing, but I've, let's see, I, I've, I've listened to this podcast. Fuck. I forgot the name of it, but it's where uh, people tell a story like just from their point of view. And I feel like, well, not that I feel like, but I know that there's one that I heard about a girl who had grown up, but she was, I mean, probably a part of this child sex trafficking, not, but not in some like big orchestrated network, or maybe we just didn't get a glimpse of that from her story, but that like her parents lived normal lives. Like one was like a banker and the other was a doctor or something, but they would take her to some, outside the city like outside a town place and drop her off for the weekend and she would go through this crap oh, and they, they they would come and pick her up and it yeah it was it's very traumatic you know story uh and she's telling it from her point of view without revealing names and stuff and there was just all this weird like it, it was really weird to hear and presumably these these are all true these were all true stories i, I would Hate to imagine that she made this all up for any kind of notoriety or anything, but so I'll give the benefit of the doubt that that's probably what actually happened. So it's interesting hearing this because you don't think about that ever occurring. Like, you know, it exists. So whenever you hear like a firsthand, firsthand account of it, it makes it more real. In this case, this girl's story, like I said, we have to 
believe that that it's real because that's the assumption that she's telling a true story. Otherwise, like everything, like what the fuck is anything at, at this point? So whenever you have like these different layers of context and then you paint another picture on top of it, I could see how that's absolutely believable and how somebody can subscribe to that, you know? For sure, yeah. Like now I'm becoming a conspiracy theorist myself. Like, <laughs> like now I believe all this shit. Fuck, who knows? No, it is just interesting how the human mind works in 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 being able to, uh, I don't know, fall. I don't want to say gullible to a lot of these. I mean, because all right, so some of these are like pretty outrageous and and completely, you know. Like, what the fuck are you kind of thinking? I like, was it like Sandy Hook, the Sandy Hook shootings? Like, apparently that was staged, right? There's, there have been like conspiracy theories about that. Like that the, that the, that the parents are actors or, uh, you know, pretending that they like crazy shit like that, you know? And it's like, man, that's pretty fucked up. Like, this was like a real thing. Like, how can you say that the whole thing was orchestrated, you know? So there, there are some very outrageous ones, and I don't know how popular of a conspiracy that unfolded to be. You know, how many people actually believe um, the conspiracy itself or will just admit that there was a true event. So you do have those layers, right? But again, that the difference between something like Sandy Hook and something like QAnon is information. We don't have any information on QAnon. Like, we don't have the inside story of the insiders that's exactly what the conspiracy is itself which yeah. makes it more interesting whereas sandy hook that that's an actual event similar to the uh moon landing these are actual events that you can find a lot of data and coverage on these events and to discount them as unreal now you're, you're it's like you're fighting against that reality so i don't know i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of information and coverage on like 9-11 you know, but I feel like the 9-11 was an inside job kind of conspiracy theory is pretty pervasive still. Yeah, you think? I mean... I mean, I I, like, I don't think it's still discussed anymore, but, like, for for the believers of that conspiracy theory, I think it's just, our, it, it's like one of those things, like, okay, this is already set in stone, like, I'm moving on, so if, if, we're, if it were to ever to be brought up again, you know, it'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 9-11, uh, the U.S. did it. You know, our government did it. Oh, okay, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's... Like, it's it's still in people's minds and hearts, but yeah. it's not... Like, it, it's it, it's already it's already in their memory bank as truth. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then they, they've moved on. I like that. In their memory bank. <laughs> it's stored in their memory as truth. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. So how many people are living among us <laughs> that have these conspiracy memories in their memory bank probably more than you think oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that's that's so wild but you know uh just to maybe get a little uh philosophical just think about how easy it is to alter history yes and I guess that's 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 really all I, I want to say on like just think about how easy it is to, like to alter history and and from that does it make sense to I guess put so much emphasis on learning history? Ooh, that's a interesting question because there are people who you know 
specialize and major in history. They become historians, right? Yeah. Well, there's got to be a reason to, there's got to be a reason for that to, to exist. And we would put our faith that they are trying their best to preserve what is a true account of history. And I think that is necessary because if we're constantly rewriting it, I think a lot of it gets rewritten all the time. Like, I think that's, that's just the way humans are, <laughs> you know, over the years and stuff. But I think going forward, I mean, especially with all the records that we have today, it's a little harder. I think it would, it would be harder to rewrite today's history you know, a hundred or 200 shit, even a thousand years from now, because of the amount of information that we have now versus what they had, you know, 200 years ago from now. And I think that's because of technology. So I think it's necessary that historians still exist and try to uncover and reveal true history. What was the original question? That was the question, right? Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, does it make sense to put so much effort to, learn history the only reason why i i guess i I really bring this up and i i've said in the past like can my wife and i have had discussions and i've spoken i mean to some other people about like my idea that history is how do i say i want to say useless all right or it's useless to where we are today so learning about history has no effect on like what where we're going or how we're living in this moment and how we plan to move forward. Now one can make the argument and this is what people will inevitably say like we learn history so we don't repeat the past. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I learn about Adolf Hitler and the Nazis so I don't repeat the past and I create a fascist movement that takes over my government and enslaves like a whole group of people and like kill them like I didn't need I don't need to learn about that to not do it or if I did want to do it I could look at history and I could read on Hitler I could read his speeches and I could start my own movement based on what Hitler did. Yes, you can. But will you be successful in doing so? Or will it be recognized as, hey, we're repeating history. Don't follow this fool. Yeah, I don't know who, who who's going to win that battle. I think you would. <laughs> I, I don't think we'd learn from history very well. Well, yeah, I think, especially in the, in this country, like, just to quickly you know bring up the the black lives matter movement and just the idea of reparations like it to me it just seems like there's too much net there's like nothing is good from dwelling on the history especially in the context of slavery which i i would think if you asked everybody in this goddamn country there would be a very very small percentage of people that'd be like yeah slavery was great uh we should go back to it uh I think if you asked anybody that didn't immigrate here in the last 50 years would say like, no, no, that was a longer than that. But like, like, no, that was a stain on our, on our country's history. 
Yeah. Well, what if that's what people are saying, but people actually feel differently? Well, then they <laughs> then feel... we're fucked. We don't know. <laughs> they... Everybody's hiding their actual beliefs and feelings, and they're just saying what what they want you to hear, <laughs> or what they expect for you to hear. But specifically, specifically with these groups, there's money to be made and power to be held or power to be achieved by bringing up the past and using it to put pressure on other groups. So in this context, black race grifters on not just white people, actually, like America as as, as a country. Say that again, black race drifters? Grifters. Hustlers. Grifters. Yeah. Oh, grifters. And I, just to just to go back and not use such an inflammatory term, but pro-black uh, leaders. So like your Al Sharptons, Jesse Jacksons, uh-huh. BLM founders and stuff. Uh-huh. Like there, there's money to be made and like there's there's power to be to, to be had by constantly going back to America's history of racism. Okay. And is this a conspiracy or what? No, 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 no. no. This is this is kind of this is on the idea about uh this is this is kind of an idea of why I think it may be best to let history go and only and put mo- put the majority of your energy and focus onto what's happening right now. I kind of agree with that, but I don't think we should forget history. But to your point, I don't think we need to dwell on the history of, say, your people, uh, even your family or whatever, and take actions based on what has happened to them. I don't think there's any benefit of that. Well, I mean, you said that there's a lot of money and power to be obtained. I think that's I don't know. That seems like a stretch, and but maybe you're right in a way. I don't know, but it well, doesn't get us much, anywhere. Well, think of how much money uh, the group Black Lives Matter has gotten in donations. I don't know what they do. <laughs> I never considered them as an organization, but I guess they are an organization, which is weird because I thought it was just a movement. Are no, they there's, like there's founders and they're an incorporated entity and all that? Like, what are they? Is it a nonprofit? How how does that work? That is a good question, actually. So yeah, that's, that's a good question. until I get that picture in my mind, I still just see it as a movement and not an organization. I mean, I'm sure we can look it up right now. Fuck, we could pull it up and start pulling information. But but even if it's not like an actual organization, like there's still money to be made off of that label so is that just the goal then i think for some yeah i think for a lot no well yeah because the majority (laughs) because the majority aren't capitalizing on it the majority are the cattle well then aren't everybody else who's doing any other kind of movement also doing exactly the same thing of course so then what's the problem (laughs) my problem is it's it's not a good thing okay i think that so it doesn't just apply to Black Lives Matter. It applies to everybody who takes advantage of some historic historic event and capitalizes on it. Yeah, it's just it's just right now like th- that that is the uh, 
That's the most prevalent. Like that's the more pre- yeah, the most prevalent yeah. example that's occurring right now. Like there's no similar movement for Japanese Americans that, you know, consistently bring up Japanese internment during World War Two. There's no um Mexican American movement that consistently brings up the mistreatment of Mexican Americans and like in California's f- farms that took place in oh god I'm, see I don't even know my history fuck history <laughs> in the sixties like when did Cesar Chavez like like when when was he active oh uh, yeah I don't know fifties sixties seventies somewhere around there I don't know and there's there's no similar movement for Chinese Americans for for the significant death that that they that their their people sustained when they were building America's railroads like maybe those aren't the best examples but i'm just saying that they are examples of an injustice in the past yeah and if people wanted to they could follow in the steps of of black americans u- utilizing america's past for racism and uh I mean, are they necessarily using the past as racism? I mean, I get that that's it's part of the past, but whether racism exists today should be irrelevant of the past. I don't know. I don't feel like it's being referenced. It, it, it they they are focusing more on today's world. I if think that the were past... tr- if that were true, then there would be no talk of reparations. And there is talk of reparations. I don't hear the talk of reparations, but then again, I'm not clued. Uh, clued. I'm clueless, that's for sure. But I'm not tuned in. I mean, I've heard of talk of reparations, but I've never heard it as a legitimate discussion. Like what? Like, you know, we demand payment for all the bad things that happened to us 150 years ago? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really heard that. Like, is that an actual topic or a talking point that is being discussed and considered? Yes. I believe it was Sheila Jackson Lee, uh, representative for Third Ward Houston. Okay. Introduce or is either introduce or is pushing legis- uh, for legislation to to create a coalition of people that that will study the, I guess the effects of reparations and how they would uh and how they would benefit let's say the community mhm that's not to say that she's she's actually introducing legislation that would actually lead to direct payments to black americans that's that's still a uh, a national discussion like act- actively being discussed well, within the last four four years, yes. Uh, I don't know if it's something that's actually still being actively uh, actively discussed right now in in this year. But if you listen to Charlemagne the God on the Breakfast Club, you listen to to other prominent Black thought leaders that that speak on Black issues, they will consistently bring up the need for for. Uh, black reparations interesting i don't know what to say about that (laughs) we also kind of strayed away from conspiracy theories unless this is one itself (laughs) 
I mean, we can make a conspiracy conspiracy theory out of it. I'm sure. I think we could. But okay, well, just to just to kind of maybe fall back and maybe find some type of closure on, on this discussion. Mm-hmm. Just to go back to my thoughts on history. If it is the case that history can be easily altered, then I believe it is something that we should not dwell on or spend too much time and effort learning. Mm. Maybe history is not so easily alterable. I think it's written in an altered fashion in real time. But after that, it's unalterable. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, things can be written, but if you expunge it from society the knowledge is gone is anything ever truly expunged though not yet can it be i could see that being a lot easier in the past but not so much now well things can be diluted sure so what's the limit is there a limit to dilution (laughs) dilution to absolute zero yeah i guess you can right (laughs) to absolute expungement (laughs) (laughs) fuck (laughs) diluted to non-relevance i guess that's possible seems like a lot more work though but i still think it's important for historians to exist (laughs) let them be the ones to expunge and rewrite if they need to or preserve you know what people are trying to dilute but as as we progress is there less and less need for historians so like realistically like for a u.s well hang on uh, first let me ask the question for for an, a, somebody that is a historian or somebody that gets a phd in history mm-hmm. is that purely u.s history or does is that not necessarily it could be it whatever they specialize incorporates in. world history typically? i would think so yeah yeah i have a friend who or an old friend that he ended up getting his PhD in history. And I always wondered what, what do you, what do you do with that? I think he ended up, I think he's teaching now. Oh, so that makes sense. But yeah, he, he was a history buff. It just made sense for him. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's, if that's the case, then maybe yeah, you're right. We do need his historians because world history is vast. So I think there's always something to learn Although, as time goes by, I think we're going to get to a point where we've collectively have learned all we can. Collectively learned? Yeah. Because, like, how much more can we learn about the past? As much as time goes on? Yeah, but if if we're in the information age now and everything's being recorded, then as 50 years from now, what happens today is going to be way more accessible than what happened, let's say, 50 years from today. Yeah. Like, in the past. And and even, like, from, from that point, 1970, 50 years from that, you know, like... Right. Like, as we go forward, it gets easier to maintain our history, like, today, mm-hmm. as we go forward. But I think the real, like, the real um, allure of history, when we speak of it, we think of the foundations of each culture and the, and the world 
or if you want to like narrow it down to the United States, the founding of our country and like the events that shaped the country. Well, I think, I think that's still going to have, that's still going to be important for things going on, like from here on out, because there is going to be so much information. Everything is diluted. It would be a historian's job to, to identify exactly what you just said. Those events that shaped from present day to that future date when you're looking back on it, like what got us to 2050, you know, what were the events from 2000 to 2045 or whatever that got us to that, or, you know, whoever's there got them to that point in time. Oh, okay. So there is, yeah. There, so it'd the, be all, like, it, so like the role of history, let's, let's say in 2050, would be to put this the current status quo in 2050 into perspective by looking back the past let's say 100 to 50 years yeah 50 years to 100 years and seeing the events that led up to where we are today yeah that's fair okay that's fair i think that's always the job of, of or that's the i think that is the role of history that's the whole point because so much happens every year everywhere I mean, hell, and we don't even have to like rely on technology. The fact that everything's recorded now only means it's going to be harder. But even like in the 70s or in the 80s, I'm sure there was so much shit that could have been what we consider the 70s and 80s. But someone decided that 70s disco and, you know, you know, like this... Cause, cause how do you identify what happened in the two thousands or the twenty tens? Like what is the music genre? Is it going to be easy to identify? Like to look back and say, Oh yeah, that's so 2000 or that's so 2010. Uh, early. Uh, so 2000 era. You're going to have Lincoln a perspective. Park? You're going to have that perspective, but somebody else is going to have probably a very different one. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So like, how, how does one sum that up? Uh, you know, maybe we have to wait another 20 years before we can look back and call the, this decade or the previous decade, like a thing, you know, but we're not, we're kind of, it's still too new. It's too fresh. Somebody has to do the job of summarizing that for us. And that's the role of the historian. God. All right. Well, let's leave it at that. But that, right, that was a so- fun one. That was, that was fun. Yeah, it was pretty good. But all right, so what 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 did we learn? <laughs> what did we learn today, guys? Well, we learned that when it comes to people who believe in conspiracy theories that there's a small bit of mental instability. Damn. <laughs> it's just like that, huh? <laughs> That's the summary. I was just going to say, well, you know, it's it's easy to believe in these things and you know, don't fault to your neighbor conspiracy theorist and especially be on their good side because you never know how they're going to react, which kind of goes in in play with yeah. what you just said. <laughs> um, for conspiracy theories, maybe a, a bit of good advice would be to to always approach them with a reasonable amount of uh, suspicion. Yeah, even though that's exactly how they spawn to begin with, but... Yeah, but Still. like for for one, like if one were to just even look into a conspiracy conspiracy theory, just to out I of guess intrigue, know, yeah, yeah, and like learn what it like what it entails, 
um, just know that like the nature of these of conspiracy theories are to maybe sow seeds of doubt and pull people in yeah. because by nature they are yes they force that want to believe mm-hmm. so don't get sucked in guys like if you want to go exploring <laughs> feel free but just be wary oh god make sure you use your logic use logic and you know keep an open mind but don't get sucked in that's all we have uh <laughs> and have fun yeah. yeah have fun some of those stories i think could be good but but all right let, let's leave it at that let's uh let's get out of here all right we'll wrap it up see you guys later all right thanks for listening y'all all right